Hello and welcome back to the Stress Sessions Mental Health Podcast. I'm Luke and you are listening to Series 4, Episode 9. And no, you haven't missed any episodes of the Stress Sessions. This is the first podcast that I've released in about a month. And the reason that is because I've been pretty up and down with my own mental health recently. I've been on holiday, which really, really helped. Went away for a couple of weeks to Bali and what a bloody lovely place that was. But whilst I was on holiday, I forgot to take my medication for a few days. And it was only until my wife reminded me that I hadn't been taking it that I realised. And the reason for that is because I usually have a structure in place and a routine when I'm at home. I've, I've spoken about it before, but I have a kind of pill pot which marks out each day of the week and when I need to take my medication. And because I didn't have that on me and the pills were just literally loose in my bag in, in the packaging... I just forgot to take them so that didn't really help while I was away and being in a new place traveling around just kind of knocked me off a little bit and there's a few other things going on in my life as well that I've been struggling with um, add that into the mix didn't really work for me so I've just taken a little bit of time out of doing the podcasting taken a bit of time out of doing the Instagram account as you'd have seen on that stress sessions Instagram and yeah what I'm going to be doing over the next couple of months is trying out a few different coping mechanisms because I feel like I've had the same ones over the past couple of years I'm going to start mixing it up a little bit and I'll speak about that on the podcast over the coming months and on the at stress sessions Instagram account an amazing bit of news that I've received recently was that I've been nominated for two local awards so they're the Milton Keynes Inspiration Awards and I've been nominated for the Inspirational Man and the Social Media Influencer Awards and I'd love for you to vote for me you can find all of the details in the podcast notes or in my Instagram bio link and all you've got to do is put in your name address once you voted and then you'll be sent a one-time password which could go to your junk mail as one of my friends told me and yeah then you just vote for me um yeah i'd love i'd love to win them and i don't do this for any recognition or anything like that but it'd be great to spread the awareness locally and i don't think that there's many kind of mental health or mental illness support groups within milton Keynes. so for this to be a resource to the people of milton Keynes would be amazing so if i can ask for your vote it sounds a bit desperate but it'd be amazing to to win those so yeah thanks if you voted already and hopefully if you listen to this you can give me a little vote last but not least let me introduce this week's stress sessions guest she's from the great british bake-off 2019 it's michelle evans fetchy Welcome to the Stress Sessions, Michelle Evans Fetchy. How are you? I'm good, thank you. How are you? I'm good, thank you. I'm not too bad. I've, I've had a bit of a struggle this week, but I'm feeling good. It's Friday, so I'm happy it's the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've seen that you've been doing well this week. You've done a lot of stuff, gym and all, so it's it's all good, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, I um, I usually do a lot of running outside of like work and podcasts podcast podcasting and stuff like that but I've been doing a lot of weights recently because I did used to do CrossFit um and I've just it sounds stupid but I've been trying to build my legs up so I can get better at running 
yeah, that's been that's been my week. And then I've just been watching TV and playing Xbox for the rest of the week. That's the best way. Oh my gosh, my my son has got a little gym. We put we got it put it together in the garage during lockdown, um, just to get his him doing something else, not just schoolwork. And oh my gosh, he's got like weights and things like that. But he gets me in there quite a bit. He's he's very big. He's I think he's about seventeen stone eight. He's seventeen. Oh wow. Yeah, he's a big boy. So he does a lot of weights. But he said that his legs are quite big <clears throat> from all the weights. But he said that just running and stuff on his shins are just as hard. Yeah. And the thing is, I don't think you're supposed to run that often. I think when I, because I did marathon training last, when I did marathon last year and a couple of years ago, and you're supposed to run once every two days. Gosh, so you've got to me. give yourself a day break. I know marathon training is a killer and I'm not doing another marathon again. I'm done with that. I'm too too old. No, it's not for me. I walk my dog every single day and I love it. I go down the beach and things like that and through the forest, but I don't really break into much of a jog. But I I did download the Couch to 5K app. I got as far as downloading it. I have registered. So (laughs) maybe that, (laughs) I'll have to aim to do that in a couple of weeks time, I think. My wife did that last year and she did it. She completed it. She, um, Basically, I think you start off by walking on a treadmill. Like she did it at the gym, but you start off by walking on the treadmill and then you just literally build up to 5K. And she did it within, I don't know, whatever the time allocation was for it. But yeah, she did it and she doesn't like running. So, oh, well, maybe I can. I think you can. I'll set my mind to it. <laughs> I'll see I'm, how I go. I'll set your target. If, if in, in, I don't know, four months' time, you've got to have done a 5K and I'll be like, Michelle, have you done a 5K yet? Okay. Okay. I'm definitely okay. I'm definitely gonna have to do it. I got the treadmill as well. I can't. I can't. I haven't got an excuse. Oh, I'm, I'm gonna have to. I know. I just don't do much fitness, and I don't know. I just got a bit of a muffin top at the minute, so I need to do something about it. <laughs> how, like, how do you stay in shape then when you're like constantly baking and cooking, and but like, you must eat it and then don't exercise? How? How? How do you like not oh, get I big? Do. It's the worst thing. Um, my mum always says she always told me. I mean, I got two sisters and I'm the middle sister and I'm the smallest. I'm the thinnest, but I eat the most. I mean, God, even at supper time now, I'll plate up a meal and my husband will say, which one's mine? I'm like, well, they're both the same. (laughs) So I'll eat the same amount as he does. But I'm just, I'm lucky, I think, because I'm so busy. I mean, housework and stuff, you know, gosh, when I wear my Fitbit in the day, how many steps I can get in by just doing the washing you know walking the dog daily I'm just I'm just lucky but my mum did say that when I hit 40 it's going to go downhill so she reckons I'm going to get big after 40 I'm 38 now so god help (laughs) oh god I I I, mine was when I start when I hit 30 I because I've always eaten quite a lot but I've also exercised but the exercise isn't counteracting the eating now so I've just started putting weight on and I've so basically during lockdown we were talking about lockdown a minute ago but I have gone up from a quite loose medium to a large men's during lockdown and it's I'm, I'm a bit like oh I'm at that age now where I've just hit sort of old and I can't fit into the, God, the standard medium me. <laughs> but your body shape changes I think as you get older it does I mean my weight now definitely goes more on my belly than it ever did. And, yeah. you know, my hips. And it's like, oh, my gosh. I used to – I've got, like, jeans in the drawer that I'm adamant I'm not going to throw because I might fit back into them. I've got no hope. They were, like, before <laughs> before Alfie. So I'm talking – they're years old, but I just won't throw. 
what is the one song that puts you in a really happy, positive mood? Um, I've got loads. I listen to the radio all day. I don't know what you're like, but I'm an avid just radio listener. So some things I just, you know, it's just like things are very current and there's old stuff. I sing along to everything. But I think the song, but it's quite sad. Like when you listen to the words, it's not a happy song. It's Snow Patrol, Chasing Cars. So that's my favourite. I'm not going to sing it for you because I haven't got a singing voice, but that's my favourite, favourite song because of the meanings to it. So I think it's, it was my husband's and I's first dance song. So that is just meaningful. And it was the day we got my son christened. So it's, I don't know, it's just a meaningful song and it always makes me just warm and fuzzy when I hear it. Oh, that's nice. That's different to what other people have said as well because everybody's like, oh, I like this really upbeat like dance song or... I think one person said like a drum and bass song. And I'm like, how's a drum and bass song your favourite? <laughs> or like something that puts you in a happy positive mood. But that's, that's a good one, especially if it's your first dance. Yeah. And I think when you listen to the words of it and it's about just like being the two of you and nothing else matters sort of thing. And it doesn't matter what anybody does if you've got each other. It's that sort of song. And I just, and I love it. We went out for dinner the other night and it's just funny. Like it plays at certain times and we just look at each other and like, it was just meant to be we went out for dinner and it just came on and it's it's quite an old song now but it's been on the radio quite a bit recently so it's just nice yeah so my uh, mine and my wife's first dance song was um iris by goo goo dolls oh gosh that's lovely uh, yeah I, I, I love that song just again because of the meaning mm. and it was at that stage where so we picked it we uh, we picked it way years before we got married we were like when we get married this is going to be our first dance song and that year everybody sang it on x factor and we were like this song this song is going to get really popular because it was popular back in the day wasn't it and then it it got popular again and became a wedding song we're like oh for god's sake why why has that happened it's so annoying but we still had it we still had it yeah yeah but yeah it was great song but i like that i like i like that you picked a song that's got like proper meanings for it rather than just oh this is a happy song and I'll sometimes, if I'm if I'm at home and obviously my husband's in work and the song comes on the radio, I'll just text him saying our song's on the radio. He doesn't even listen to the same radio station as me, but I just, it's just nice, isn't it? It just takes you back to that happy place where, God, it was just the best day of our lives, isn't it? Such a happy occasion. For people who might not know who you are, do you want to tell me a little bit about yourself and kind of what you do? Okay, so um, I was on the Great Push Bake Off back in 2019. Um, I got to week five, so halfway, it was the most fun but stressful times of my life. I wouldn't change it. It was really, really good. Um, It's brought me so many opportunities and just work and sort of enabled me to write a cookbook in lockdown. Great British Bake Off is one of those things where like everybody's watched it, so it's I guess when you're on it, you, you, we've had a little chat beforehand and you said that you, you've never really suffered with mental illness before, but that sort of pressure, did did that kind of help drive you on and do better when you were there? Or did, did you kind of feel like, oh, this is going to be tougher because the whole nation's literally going to be watching me? It was quite funny because obviously when we were filming, it was just us bakers, obviously the crew and things like that. And nobody knew because it's such... A huge secret I mean the only people allowed to tell were obviously my references my family my, my very close family 
um, nobody knew. So when I was going away every weekend to film, it just felt like you were just in a little bubble that nobody knew about. So it was quite, it was fine. It was quite easier. There was quite a few people, obviously, that in the group that did suffer mental health. And I did, God, I was really shocked, actually, to see how bad people could get and what happens when stress does affect you quite bad. That did give me an eye opener. But I mean, there were times at home here that, oh my God, I had hardly any sleep. I'd be away every weekend. Um, stress did get to me then. I mean, I lost a lot of weight. I lost, God, I can't even watch it back because I was only in five weeks or five weeks of filming and I'd lost a stone in weight. And God, I was thin. I was, I looked really thin and I looked gaunt in the face. And looking back, I was eating everything I made at home, but it was just, I think it was the whole stress of it, the deadlines that I had to make sure that I had the briefs and stuff done. Um, but it was, it was really fun. It was that I'd say it was the best experience ever, but obviously I didn't realize how stressful it could be. Yeah. Did the people that did suffer with kind of stress and anxiety while they were there, the contestants, did they get the help that they and support they needed during the show? Yeah, they, the help and support was was brilliant. They were there all the time and there was always people we could speak to if things got on top of us because it was hard. I mean, I'm such a home bird and just to be away from family. Do you mean, I mean, God, Alfie, he's 17 now, so it's good for you a couple of years ago. So he was he wasn't supposed to leave a baby at home. I mean, he was well looked after and stuff, but I just hated being away from home for that long. And because I lived so far away from location filming, I had to stay like an extra day quite often. So I used to feel then I had like an, a less day to practice when I got back. So I always felt like I was on the back foot really. But yeah, the, the help there was was brilliant. They were really good. I think what was a bit of an eye opener for me, they did, we had to have a meeting beforehand. So when we were shortlisted, we had to go and see a lady that, God, they brought up like so much stuff and it made, it made you sort of think. So they asked me how, obviously, when you get on a TV show, it's watched by so many people. How would Alfie sort of get on in school? Would he be bullied? It was that sort of thing. And I and I was like, well, why would he be? But she was trying to explain the jealousy of people that obviously have tried and didn't get on. She asked about trolling and stuff. What happens if you know you you end up to be in a presence on sort of social media and how you're going to feel having bad messages because obviously you're going to have negativity as well and it sort of made you think it's not just a baking show that you're just going to go and have a little bit of fun you have to think of a lot of stuff and they were saying about newspapers want to dig through your past they were asking have I got any skeletons in my closet and I think god it makes you doubt for a while whether it's the right decision isn't it because you are putting yourself out there but you just didn't feel it at the time yeah, you don't really think about stuff like that, do you? Because you, no. like you said, you just think, oh, I'm, I'm going on there to better myself and put myself out there and do the best that I can. And to think that people, again, like social media is a prime example of people going on Twitter and Facebook, Instagram or whatever, and being essentially bullying people. It's just a bit of a, you yeah. don't really realise that. It's hard because they're behind screen, isn't it? And it's easy for them to say stuff because they can't see you and they don't know you. And I just think, oh, I, I don't know. I, I That did worry me because I was a little bit, I mean, my aim was just to bake in the tent because I love baking and it was just a personal goal of mine. I didn't think of that side of it, but thankfully I've, I've been really lucky to be fair and I haven't had, well, hardly any negativity. So it's it's all been good. 
alongside like not drinking a lot, is there anything else that you do that kind of really helps your mental health? Because obviously, uh, so from just looking at like what you do, like your baking and cooking and all the cool stuff that you do, like I've seen your stuff on Instagram, that does that, I guess that must help your mental health to some extent because it's you're putting your passion to something you really, really enjoy. You're really good at it. I'm guessing 99 times out of 100, it's going to be like amazing. So like, does that really help your mental health? Yeah, it does. I think to me, baking is just sort of bread making because it's a long process and you've got the kneading and then the the proving. I love that side of it. And I just think you can just channel all your energy and thoughts into something that's going to take you a good few hours to create. But I also love gardening. So, you know, just running your hands through the soil and planting seeds and watching seedlings grow and edible flowers. I just love, I love the outdoors, but I'm a very... I'm very much a home bird. So I, I just like to be in the sort of house. I like to walk the dog on the beach or through the forest. You know, I just, things things like that are just, they're just good for your mind, aren't they? Fresh air and just nature. I, I just love all of that. Do you think as well that the location that you live in or have grown up in helps you to some extent? Because I guess I... I, I live in Milton Keynes now, which is quite bit built up and it's so busy wherever you go. It's, there's traffic, there's cars everywhere. There's 5 million roundabouts. Everybody's always on the go. Do you think that living in that sort of environment does help you sort of just keep level headed and not, I guess, become anxious about aspects of life that you might do usually? Yeah. I thought about it in lockdown. Obviously when you see it on TV, people that live in, oh my God, those tall flats that they might, they might live right at the top and they've got no garden or balcony. And I just, I just felt for those sort of people, what their mental health would be like, because I was conscious that every single day we would go out for a real long walk, the three of us with the dog through the forest. We found little walking routes that we hadn't done before. And, you know, we used to go to the beach, we used to do little things like that, but I grew up in a little quiet village and being outdoors, I grew up on a little farm. So I think I spent all I spent a lot of time outdoors and it is good for the mind and lockdown didn't really affect us. I know it sounds awful because people said it was the worst time of their lives, but we found because we like to be at home, I did miss my family. Oh my gosh, so much because they live over an hour away and I couldn't just get in the car and see them. But like I, ba- I baked every day, I helped my son with his schoolwork. We just had a, a good time. I, I almost felt guilty saying it. I, I wouldn't because I sort of agree with you in some ways because I I think that lockdown, like, so I've, I've not talked about lockdown in, on this podcast since we were in lockdown. So it's, it's interesting that you brought it up. But I think that for me personally, it really helped me because it, it brought you back to basics. You ended up doing the most basic of things that you wouldn't do usually because you didn't you couldn't go and have a meal out you couldn't go to the cinema you couldn't go shopping or anything like that so that that helped me because it it just Mm -hmm. cleared everything that you do in everyday life like going to the office going into work whatever um but it also sort of gave you gave you time to do the stuff that you do like so I I started this podcast because of lockdown um because I, I was, I just thought I'm never, never going to have the time to do something like this again. So why, why don't I do it? And I think in that respect, it helps a lot of people do stuff that they wouldn't usually get the time or feel comfortable in doing. 
Yeah, I feel the same with family time. I mean, God, everyone's lives get so busy, don't they? And the schoolwork was just a headache and making sure that my son was on the computer every single day and he was in GCSE year. So that was really difficult, but we went back to board games. I mean, Oh my God, we haven't played board games in years. And then we'd watch things on the TV. And like we said, the outdoors, we'd all chip in or we'd wash the cars or we do just, we had so much good family time. And I can honestly say I, I loved it. It brought us just so much more closer together. And if you kind of carried on stuff from lockdown that you wouldn't have done usually? Yeah, we've, we still, I mean, we, we're conscious we still do a lot of stuff together. I mean, I still like to sit and have dinner together and talk about the day. And I just, I, I, I love that. And I think by being forced to do it, I mean, God, I was making food out of tins we had in the cupboard for ages. Things that, you know, when you've got basic ingredients, because obviously things were short and the toilet rolls and all of that sort of stuff. And it made us just, I don't know, rethink the way we did everything. Like you said, we didn't have so many, well, you couldn't have takeaways. So we were cooking as a family and trying different things. I, I just really like that side of it. And we've carried that on. And you mentioned your son earlier that you, it's kind of like you were kind of homeschooling him, I guess. How did, how did you get on with that? And did that have like a bit of a negative effect on his mental health by not going in to school seeing his mates because it that must be hard as a sort of teenager not being able to do just basic stuff like chatting to your mates and I don't know play because he, he goes he does a lot of sport doesn't he your son so it's just like yeah. doing stuff like that that helps your mental health well this is what I was worried about the most because as an adult you can cope and you know you can speak I mean I can speak to Ben about my problems or stuff like that but you know it's only 17 now but when I just worried for him because we haven't got any other children and he couldn't meet up his, with his friends and it was it was difficult. So that's why we converted this little garage into a little bit of a gym for him because he he do, does love sport. And I can honestly say that my husband and I both said, give him a week and he'll just give up on it. He was in that gym every single day and it was sort of his release. So his body changed so much during lockdown. I couldn't even believe it myself. Looking back through pictures now, um, he did have something on his school called Wellbeing Wednesday. So they would let them do whatever they wanted. They give them like, say, 10 tasks and they could choose one from there. So it could have been something like, go for like a long walk and take a photo of the favourite thing that you see. Or it could have been cook something at home and there were like things to choose from or do a little bit of litter picking. It was, it was good. So they had a day off the computer because it was so stressful. He was doing his GCSEs, obviously work at the time. And they, they said, oh, you know, spend an hour on this. You'd be finished by three o'clock. On most days we'd still be on there at six o'clock. And I would go in and give him a little bit of a hand to make sure he could get it done because I didn't want him stuck on that computer all day. And it was really difficult. I'm not, I'm not going to lie. I, how parents coped with more than one child I'll never know because it was really hard and full-time thing and I was doing the book at the same time and I don't know it was it was hard but I wanted him to do well because obviously you want to get into college (laughs) and he got there didn't he so it's I mean it's all the hard work paid off so did how did he find it in terms of like just generally lockdown because I mean I mean the gym would have helped I'd have loved to have had a gym when I was that age because I was like a weedy little 17 year old. <laughs> I'd have loved that. But um, 
did did that kind of help him a lot? Like it, it must have given him some focus to kind of be like, right, I'm gonna do this every day. And like you said, you thought he'd give it up after a week, but he probably wanted to prove you and your husband wrong in just going in there and doing his thing. Yeah, and I just oh god, he'd he'd do his work in the computer and he'd be like, right, I need to go to the gym. Sometimes he'd try and go there twice a day. But it was to me, it was his little thing. We put a mirror up in there so he could watch himself on the weights and he was adamant. Obviously, he plays rugby and obviously team sport that was stopped early on. So he missed that, not just the sports side of it, but the social side. Mm. So we haven't got anybody his age that live on our estate. So he couldn't just meet up with anybody for a walk. It was really hard. But then he was lucky he had the Xbox. So he used to meet up with a few of his friends on there and they play. So that was that was nice for him. But if it wasn't for the gym, yeah, he he just would have struggled a lot, I think. Yeah, I, th- I think that's what I missed most about being in lockdown. Is that I, again, I'm not a very sociable person. I I'm very like in social situations, I get very nervous. But if it's just meeting up with one or two friends, I love that. I just like going down like you know the cafe and having a coffee or something. I'll like going down the pub having a beer. Um, obviously not now until they drink <laughs> but it's like socialising with a couple of people and I think that it's not the same when you don't get to see people face to face but no. I, I think so what again what coming on to the voice notes because we send each other voice notes and I love that I've only just got into them over the last couple of months and I'm just like I voice note everybody now because it's just so much easier and I think lockdown taught me that you might as well just do stuff like that. And you might look stupid the first time. Like I've sent some of them. I've been like, oh God, why did I say that? But it's more personal. And I think that sort of communication is really good. And I'm so glad that we have it. Oh my God, I totally agree. I, when I when it came up on the front of my phone that you sent me voice note, I thought, oh my God, oh my God, I have to reply to this. That was the first thing I thought because I'm rubbish at, I mean, I can talk all day like this, but when I'm trying to say something, I know that I've got something to say. It just doesn't come out right. And I remember the first one I sent you, I had to apologise straight away because I'd just been out walking the dog. I'd come up the stairs. I felt like I left you this out-of-breath voice note and I must have sounded so weird. I remember messaging you again to say that I was sorry. But um, no, I think it's just more personal and you can say what you want to say in a voice note and you don't have to reply straight away and you just mm-hmm. fire another one back. And it is personal. I, I really like it. And since you've sent it to me, I've been doing it more I'm doing it to my mum now <laughs> oh really my mum had to send a voice note because <laughs> I only started using it when um so I was speaking to somebody about getting them on the podcast and they voice noted me back to my message and I was like I was like you I, was, I just thought oh I'm gonna have to reply to this as a voice note because otherwise I'm gonna look stupid but I'm gonna look stupid sending a voice note as well <laughs> but but once you send your first one you're well away I think yeah Gosh, Alice that was on Bake Off with me, I have to giggle with her. She sends me a voice note. I have to pause it halfway through because hers are so long and and I'm the same. I have to pause it halfway, reply to what she said halfway through, play it and do the rest. But I mean, I like that. I don't get a chance to speak on the phone to her quite a lot. David's the same. We'll voice note each other because it's it's just easier and then just firing one back and you can ask something and then they reply in a couple of days. And I do like it. It's nice. I'm going to bring this up now because we're talking about it again in the in the pre pre record. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it's called. I don't know what it's called, but um, so you 
so you followed me on Instagram on the back of one of the messages that you saw um, on Instagram. Do you want to tell me a little bit about that and kind of what happened? It sounds a bit higgledy piggledy, but no, that's right. So obviously, I didn't follow you on Instagram. I didn't see anything. I mean, obviously. Instagram has got this clever algorithm thing that you don't see a lot of stuff, do you? Um, so I didn't, I hadn't even heard about you before. It's just something that hadn't, you hadn't crossed my path and vice versa. And then one of Alfie's friends from college had shared one of your quotes that you'd read, inspirational quotes, what, how'd you been feeling and things on his story. And I read it and I thought, oh my gosh. So my first thought was I need to check in to check he's okay. And the second one was I pressed it to read what you were about and as I was flicking through I thought oh my gosh you were just so positive and I like the fact that you were honest and obviously explain how you feel and what you do as coping mechanisms and I really liked it and I remember then checking in on the boy who'd shared it and he said that he had suffered with mental health and stuff and thank you for checking in and I still check in on him now even though I don't know him really well and he's got a really lovely family but I feel like sometimes you can speak easier to people that you don't know so well and I think that's that's how it started and I showed them my son and he said oh my gosh and and then I spotted that quite a few of the boys followed you so I think I think it's good the messages that you do put out and they they take inspiration from that I I think the thing that not it probably shocked me was that the number of younger people that do or did share that quote because I when I was that age I didn't know what mental health mental illness or anything like that was and I think that it's a real positive that teenagers and young adults do get what it is now and they do know when they are suffering and for that person that shared it initially to to put it out on their social media would have been a big thing for them I think because it is scary mm-hmm. and it is it is kind of scary to admit that you are suffering especially that age when because some kids can be quite cruel can't they but then other kids can be really really kind and like helpful and Mm. it's lovely to kind of see people of that age sharing stuff around mental health because I wouldn't have had a clue how to respond to it or I mean I I suffer with mental health that age and I, I wish that I had that sort of um how do you put it like kind of relationship with my friends that I could openly speak about it but I didn't even know it's a thing then so it's just nice to see it is and I I do think that lockdown you know oh god that has made a lot more people realize how much it is an issue isn't it I mean god it was it must have been such a lonely hard time for a lot of people and I and I always say to my son that if he's ever got anything to talk about just just talk to me because I would hate to think that he feel like he couldn't speak to me or I always say just speak to your friends or you know m- my sister like his auntie I I just think it's important to talk because god you know hormones and everything you know it's yeah it, it it is good and you're doing a brilliant thing to for all these boys well and girls to look up to you and get advice and inspiration from I think the thing is always that you the, the thing that taught me over lockdown was be honest and don't be scared about being honest and open because they're all I mean there'll always be people like you said earlier that troll you and there's always gonna be a handful of nasty people that try and put a downer on the good stuff you do but at the end of the day as, as long as you're helping a few people 
in the meantime, it like it doesn't matter. But my goal has always been to just help a handful of people. But when you see people sharing your stuff and um, and you've got a big following now, so I see people follow you. You know, because I'm the same when I when I read your stuff and when we when we voiced noted the other day when obviously you said that things were tough and you'd made a little list and you'd been to the gym and you know what you need to do to get yourself out of that bad place, isn't it? And put your mind to something else. And if you can show other people what you do, they can take note from that and do the same. Yeah. And the thing is, I think if if I put stuff out there, I, like so I kind of use my following in terms of I feel like I can be very honest and open because that's why people have followed me initially. But I, I like to think that it will help them be more open and honest too um, and reach out to their friends, family and sort of say, look, I'm struggling um, as I've done. And I mean, I'm not, I'm not the perfect person. I never will be, but I'd just like to think that it might help some people be a bit more open. Yeah. Well, you're doing a really good thing. I, I just think it's the best thing that you've done through lockdown as well that you've started this because like you said you wouldn't have done it otherwise and you know you've got to you've got to take massive credit for that that look what you've achieved in lockdown yourself this is an advert this is an advert since giving up alcohol last year for my mental health i've been searching high and low for a zero alcohol product that still has the great taste and quality as an alcoholic one and i think i've finally found the one in unlimited beer in fact with a choice of lager and an ipa Unlimited beer has got me covered from all angles. Whether I'm watching football at home or planning a barbecue with mates in the warm weather, I can have a few cheeky bottles without the alcoholic content, and most importantly, without the hangover. Whether you're teetotal or are considering giving up alcohol for a while, or are just sober curious, why not try Unlimited beer? At just 23 calories a bottle, you just can't go wrong. And by entering the discount code LUKE10 at the checkout, you'll receive 10% off any order through www.unlimited.beer that's www.unltd.beer what is your happiest place ever on earth and it can be a place a memory or like any point in your life where you've been your happiest ever it's at home does that sound quite sad i think it's just been at home. We've got just a lovely house, a lovely garden. I've got my family, my dog. I think it's just, yeah, it's just, it is my happy place. I always say I just love coming home. And when you come back to your just own house, your own smells, your own bed, I just, I just love home. <laughs> That's, That's a good quite, answer. That probably sounds quite sad. People probably said like, I don't know, somewhere abroad, somewhere magical on the beach. But no, we've got so many lovely beaches around here. I just, I just love where we live. Oh, that's nice. I like that. Because, like, because, like I said, it can be anywhere. So again, somebody has picked a beach holiday before, um, but there was like there was a reason behind it. And then the last the last person, the person I recorded with twice, <laughs> said, <laughs> said, said it was her bedroom because she feels like safe and comfortable in her bedroom. So, yeah, because yeah. I always say we I, we love going away for like weekends away or just little breaks. But I just love coming home when I, don't, I I just do I just love home I'm a home bird we were speaking about the book earlier this is why the book for me is really special because it's recipes that we love at home so it's things that I enjoy cooking for my family that you know that they love also I wouldn't share something they didn't like what sort of recipes are in there are they kind of like really like homey recipes are they like recipes that you've kind of like inherited over the years like what what can we expect 
So the book is called The Seasonal Baker and it's it's like a book of 70 recipes baking through the seasons. And to me, I wanted every recipe to have a picture. So I don't know how when you cook at home, I like to know what something's meant to look like at the mm. end because I think it helps, doesn't it? So if you've got an image to go by, so every recipe has got a photograph to show you how to make things. My my husband took the pictures, which I think is even more special. Oh, wow. So it's like, yeah. So he takes all my Instagram pictures. He's He loves all that sort of stuff. Um, so I think that's why the book feels so special because it was like a lockdown project that is full of recipes that my family love um, with seasonal ingredients. And I even put hints and tips of growing things in the garden yourself. So, you know, whether you've got a tiny garden or like a little balcony box or hanging baskets, like anybody can grow their own bits. So I've added little bits like that in and it's just sort of celebrating the seasons and using what's around you. Oh, that's nice. I didn't realise it's like 70 recipes. I find with recipe books, a lot of the time, it's it's hard to like flick through and find one or a, a few of them that you're like, ah. Oh, there's so much choice here. What am I going to cook? Whereas I think mm. if it's like a decent amount, like that isn't too much, you can be like, oh, actually, I can just work my way through this. Mm. Well, my idea was that obviously baking through the seasons, so split into four sections. So obviously spring, summer, autumn, winter. So to me, when you go, I say more of like a like a farm shop or something, you've seen what produce they've got on offer then. So maybe like blood oranges or like leeks or anything. So to me, when you know something's in season, you can just flick to that section and you can see what you can make with that sort of thing. And it's a mixture of sweet and savoury. Some are, I mean, some recipes are, I mean, I've got a princess tartar cake that I make every year for my husband's birthday. So that's special to me. And obviously I change that, the flavour every year. I got like a bar of brief that my mum used to make and it's like a nod to our late granddad because he passed away. So it's just, they're homely recipes and yeah, I think you like them. I can't wait to see what you're going to make out of it. <laughs> cats or dogs? Dog? Yeah, that was the one I knew. <laughs> no, you're a cat owner, I'm sorry. <laughs> I do love cats, but no, I'm I'm dog. <laughs> So I, I love cats and dogs and I I usually, so I didn't used to like cats at all. Um, and then we, we cat sat for somebody for <laughs> a week and we ended up getting our cat to coincide with finishing cat sitting because otherwise I would have never got a cat. Oh and my gosh. I, cu- I could not live without him now. He's like my little, little furry friend. Oh, does he bring presents though? Because my mum's cat brings like dead mice and leaves them on the mat for her. He used to, but he doesn't. He hasn't. He's been quite good in this house. We've been in this house for over a year now, and he's brought in one thing, so that's not too bad. But Gosh. he's good. I've got, I've got another friend who brings her cat brings live mice in, and she's chasing them on the kitchen. I'd hate that. Oh, we've had that. We've had. <laughs> oh, that. We. I so I um my wife was on holiday with her mum. This was in the old house and I just got back. I think I just got back from holiday as well. But I got in and it was like three o'clock in the morning and my cat came in and his eyes were like huge. They were like absolutely massive. And then he was like literally looking around like this. And I was like, what what are you looking at? And I was like, you're not even like giving me attention. You haven't seen me for a week. And he was looking for a mouse that he'd literally left in the hallway. And this mouse just like ran from the shoe rack 
into a little like crevice in the wall because basically this is such a long story but we were basically chipped away at our door because we, we had just got a new door put in and another door had been removed so there's this gap in the wall and this mouse had just gone up in on gone up this gap in the wall so I was literally like Tupperware in this gap out with all these like different types of Tupperware my cat was just sat there watching me and I was like I can't deal with this I literally can't. so I just went up to bed came down the next morning and I was like oh the mouse is gone I was like he's obviously taken it back out or it's just stayed up in that hole week later I was <laughs> I was doing push-ups in the living room looked around <laughs> and there's a dead mouse under the sofa and I was like oh. <laughs> yeah oh my god no way summer or winter um I say winter but I don't really okay. like the cold so I love I love winter if, if I've got like a big coat and a snug hat yeah I love winter I'll go winter talking or texting talking <laughs> day or night night beach holidays or city break oh that's that's a difficult one because I live by the sea so I see the sea all the time uh I like a city break to do sightseeing I'd probably say more of a I prefer like a woodland so I prefer oh, okay. log cabin uh yeah, I prefer that sort of thing, like a like a forest, like nature. I go nature. Can I change? <laughs> That's fine. Nobody's ever said that before. Yeah, I think yeah, I I do like sightseeing. I like that, but I live by the beach, so yeah, I I go like country, countryside, countryside. I like that. Good answer. <laughs> a good book or a good. <laughs> a good book or a good film? Good film. Okay. What's your favourite film? Oh, I got I got loads. I do you know what? I I I love all the Fast and Furious films. I love all them. Oh, I'm do not. You? Yeah. Do you know? I watched a new one and I loved it. I'm just not into. I say to my husband, I'm not into things that wouldn't be real, and he's like, "What?" So I don't like Harry Potter. I don't like Lord of the Rings. No. No, because they're not real. But I like Harry Spider-Man. Amazing. <laughs> I like <laughs> Batman. <laughs> and I just think it's just, I don't like witchery pokery. I, I just think the things, I know, I just, Harry Potter's not for me, that sort of film, no. So I, I don't like Lord of the Rings because they're like so long. They're like four and a half hours long for, for like, what? What do they do? I don't <laughs> That's the one with Gollum in, isn't it? No, I don't. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I don't like that. Harry Potter, though, I love that. But my wife hates Harry Potter. No. I I didn't make her watch them. She watched the first four with me, and she's like, I'm not getting into this. And I was like, we're only halfway through, and she's like, I'm not watching any more Harry Potter films. Oh, gosh, no, that's no, not for me, I'm afraid, either. So this is the final one. So cake or bread? Depends what type. And it depends with what. See, I, I love a good milk loaf with a nice soup, but then I love a good cake. Cake. I love a good bread. Like yeah. basically, basically a, a bread with bits in is amazing. It's like olive bread, bits of bits of like pepper in or chili like or stuff like that. Yeah, or a loaf. Yeah, for catcher. Oh, 
I got one in my book. It's it's got truffle oil. Oh, it's delicious. Ooh. Rosemary, Ooh. yeah, garlic and truffle. It's really nice. <laughs> it's so nice to finally speak properly. So I'm glad I'm glad we've caught up at last. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, thank you so much for coming on. And um I'm sure we'll keep in touch. And yeah, hundred percent. And I'm gonna I'm gonna get sharing your little bits because when I I've been rubbish on social media as well lately. I haven't shared a reel or post for like I think about three weeks, but I'm trying to do a few stories here and there. But I don't know, I've been the same as you. I've just I lost like a little bit of I don't know. I think because life just does get a bit busy, doesn't it? And hmm. I don't know, I, I couldn't be bothered to get dressed up and bake something on camera and things. It's just, yeah. So I need to get back into it. <laughs> I can't wait to see you um, documenting your 5K. So <laughs> <laughs> I got as far as downloading it and then you got to choose the voice you wanted. I was like, oh, oh no. Yeah, but I thought, who the hell do I want? But then what's that comedian, that lady? Millican, something Millican. The oh, so Millican, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Hair. Um, she just sounded quite funny. She she said that she'd done a five k, couch five k, and she said I'll give you inspirational quotes and stuff on the way. So I thought oh, I'll just press her. So I pressed her, and that's as far as I've gone. But I I need to do something, especially if I've got a holiday in December. I need to lose weight for then. <laughs> that's what I've been trying to do for my holiday. Going to the gym, but it just hasn't worked. So I just eat as well. So I know, I know. It's, it's hard, isn't it? God, it's hard being a foodie. <laughs> <laughs> I just like I just like eating food. I'm not even a foodie. I just like eating. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I didn't want to have for supper tonight. I said it'll be something out of the freezer tonight. I've got loads of party food left over from Christmas because obviously we couldn't have my family down. So I think I'm just gonna have picky bits all night. <laughs> oh, nice. That's the, that's the best food. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, I've eaten it tomorrow as well, probably. Have have a lovely evening and a lovely weekend and um yeah we'll catch up soon. Yes, I will. I'll send you some more voice notes from my soccer. Yes, definitely. Ah, <laughs> oh, well have a good weekend and thank you. That's all right, thank you. Cheers, Michelle. Okay. Speak to you later. Take care. See you. Bye. That was a stress sessions with Michelle Evans Fetchy. And thank you so much to Michelle for coming on the podcast. If you enjoyed listening to this episode, please share with your friends, family, or anyone who you think it might help. And if you're feeling particularly generous, you can either subscribe, download the rest of them, or even leave me a review. But on a side note, I'm not a mental health professional, nor are any of the guests that come on my show. These podcasts are purely based on my own personal experiences and those of my guests alongside some simple hints and tips along the way. So if you're suffering from a mental illness, I've included a link in the podcast recordings notes to some of the amazing charities that will be able to help you by offering professional advice. Thank you so, so much for again for listening and catch up again next week. <laughs>